Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always. Hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I am your host, David C., as always, and today here back with me, I do have my co-host, Dean. Uh, Dean Barea, the Kingslayer, heart as big as the Himalayas. <laughs> you can hear the music in the background. It's it's a celebration. It's It's not a funeral. I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a celebration of the career that JJ had with the Mavericks. He was man such a big part of our organization, and not only did he help us win a championship, but he was one of our few farm guys that worked out for us, undrafted, just came on to the scene for us. And as a little bitty guy, I remember the first time seeing him on the court. I, I just didn't think he was going to be able to do anything. And Man, he, he proved me wrong and everybody else wrong with, with the career he had here in Dallas. Yeah, he he just brings a smile to everybody's face. He brings a smile to my face just talking about him and thinking about his career. It's funny, you know, because there's so much packed into this, this small package. And um, regardless of what people thought of him and where he came from and Puerto Rico, and uh, it, he's lived a, a pretty good life so far you know beautiful wife beautiful kids championship ring big part of that wasn't just a standby player I mean when Carlisle decided to sub him in uh, uh, things changed in that series and and we can't be grateful and thankful enough as basketball fans oh yeah when you look at JJ just the fact that he was even able to hold his ground, even just a little bit against LeBron in that series, and not only did he hold his ground, but he dished it out back at LeBron in that series. You know, it, it was crazy what he was able to do uh, for, for us during that run, man. It just JJ was so so dang good, man. So fun to watch. Always making jokes. Well, uh, what was it last season when when he, he pretended like he was going to come off the bench and, and come onto the court? <laughs> the crowd and everybody got all excited when they seen him, and then he just ran back and sat back down on the bench. It was hilarious, man. I mean, Luca was dying laughing next to him yeah. when that happened. It was just just another reason why JJ is so awesome. Yeah, there's. I can imagine that there's so many uh, reasons why he's he's where he is. And, and so successful and and that uh, line is thin sometimes when when you're not gifted with the the height of six eight and the bulk and or seven foot uh, when you're that size the, the the thin line to success and failure is, is pretty evident and he he did everything he could to to uh, make himself a part of Dallas uh, great player great dude extreme uh, competitor it didn't matter his size and who came at him uh you can think about man when we were in that 2011 run and we're playing the lakers and we're blowing them out and bynum puts that elbow into his 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 ribs and under his arm and uh brea basically uh, almost does kind of a, a half flip and, and lands <laughs> on his top side it 
I, I didn't know. I was just scared, you know, because we're, we're from Dallas. We followed the Cowboys. Here's Tony Romo breaks the collarbone every time he he lands on the floor and, and here goes this guy you know being flipped by by a seven footer and and um man i held my breath because i knew there was something to him being on that team you know and if we would have lost him and not had him uh for if for something as as foul as that wow you know i did hold my breath at that time yeah, you know, and and uh, you know, for Cuban to give Berea this extra contract, and and you know, this was assuming that maybe Berea wasn't gonna play at all for us this year. You know, may, I thought he could still probably have been a little bit of a contributor off the bench, but still, even if he doesn't, you know, to get this from Cuban and still go on to another team and maybe get another little contract, which I it's still hard to see him doing, but he still wanted to play this year. Now I'm I'm, I'm maybe. <laughs> uh, I'm a glutton for punishment here and wishing this, but, you know, hey, I don't even think it's out of the realm that we could re-sign him if we end up making a trade later on down the road and send a couple guards out in order to get a, beer, uh, a bigger name in here in Dallas at the trade deadline. And if that happens and J.J. is still around, hey, you know, J.J. could end up right back on the roster if we do make one of those trades at the trade deadline. So I'm kind of hoping, <laughs> just hope against hope. That, that maybe he'll actually still come back and, and play with us at the deadline if we do make a trade. I but, mean, you know. I don't I, I don't ever uh, take that off the table either with the way we do business, you know. Um, the only thing I'd say is is I see a lot of uh, big JJ fans, as we all are, as I am, um, maybe not understand. Like, like, I think we're quick to forget that he had an Achilles injury. Yeah. And and we're used to seeing this guy move in a certain way, like he's a speedball, you know, he he's Sonic the Hedgehog. He's just <laughs> rolling in there. And nothing's really gonna stop him. I mean, he can stop on a dime. All these things take two Achilles, you know what I'm saying? Two yeah. healthy ones. And and with today's technology, all this I, I understand, you know, there's there's players coming back now. They still never come back to what they were. And when you're as limited as JJ on size and everything, I'm never going to count him out because of the size of his heart. But um, I see a lot of people um, in, in comments here and there saying, well, he still wants to play. He can play, da-da-da. But I don't see anybody bringing up, well, hold up. Well, if he can still play, we haven't seen him post this injury. So... I'm just wondering um, if that has something to do with it, you know, to where maybe he's even thinking, I don't want to play anymore because, you know, I mean, I, I can't afford for something else to happen. I, I want to play with my kids. I don't want to go through this pain, whatever it is. Yeah, and it's hard to just see him uprooting at this point, too, and, and deciding to go somewhere else other than being here in Dallas where he just, you know, loves to be so much. I mean, in his time here, uh, over his career, you know, he only averaged uh, nine points, two rebounds, and four assists for his career with a 42% field goal percentage and 35% from three-point range. So that was just his, his career stats. But in, in the most important year for us in 2011, he averaged almost 21 minutes a game, almost 10 points a game, two rebounds, four assists, uh, and had a 44% field goal percentage during that run. So, you know, he was just amazing for us off the bench during that time. And, you know, he had some huge games for us. You know, we can't ever say how much JJ really meant to the team and the organization, you know, 
overall, every, everything he did for us was just, you know, so fun to watch, and, and he was just a joy to have here on this team. And he, even when um, after after we won the championship, you know, big part uh, because of him, when we didn't re-sign our players and, and he left and he went to Minnesota Timberwolves and they were a young kind of upcoming team. They had some new talent. When do they not? I mean, they got first <laughs> pick every other year, every year. So, of course, they're always going to have young talent. But, you know, adding him, I, I, I did think that it was going to be, you know, him and backing up Ricky Rubio or whatnot, um, him being there. I knew like I have that much confidence in JJ and what he brings. I, I thought they would make it to the playoffs possibly. Just like you might it might sound crazy, but when you bring a championship uh you know work ethic and spirit like like he did, you know, I wouldn't put it past them and I guess it didn't work out necessarily, but every time, you know, I I see him um linking up with old Minnesota players, I see the way they react to him. I've heard them say you know, he was he was a great teammate, this and that. All the things that you'd hear and expect from J.J. And, I, I, you know, where, whatever happens, you know, I wish him the best. Like like you said, he could end up back here. And uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past that. You know, we are getting a little guard heavy, small guard heavy, you know. Trey Burke, you know, our, our, new, our, our new rookie, Terry, um, Tyler Terry. And um, so we got to be careful of that, but. Yeah, and that's why I was just hoping maybe at the trade light deadline, since we are so guard heavy, some of those guys are going to have to move out and trade, especially some of the younger assets that we have. If we do do a trade, they're going to have to go anyway. Someone's going to want some of the upside that we got in some of those younger players, and they're going to have to move along in, in whatever trade that we do. And that's where I was like, maybe JJ could come back, but you know, like I said, that's just me. But it might come down to JJ and Jalen Brunson. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> you're going to have to probably go with the younger. Oh yeah, there, if it comes down to it, you're definitely going to have to move on. But hey, you know, once again, you know, this this was uh, a goodbye. This little omen to jj and and you know we we just wanted to make sure we brought that up in today's pod you know it, it was important to us to to make sure that we did talk about him because we you know we watched him his whole career we watched him come in for that first time off the bench we <laughs> watched everything of jj's career and and it was just a, a pleasure to watch so Coming up in this next segment of the pod, this is going to be our scheduled breakdown and predictions. If you really care, uh, maybe you don't, but if you do care about our predictions for the season, we're actually going to go through kind of game by game and go over each team and talk about who we're playing and, you know, what additions that they have probably had to their team and, and probably lost out that could probably help them against us next year, but for most of them, I don't see it happening anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, um, I haven't really put a whole lot of effort into maybe what the numbers accumulate to as far as what's going to be the the end result, what's going to be our record, what's who's going to seed where, and this and that. And I'm sure we'll have a more elaborate show uh, uh, later for y'all and, and to where we really break down the whole league and, and, and why we think that they're going to be in this seed or that seed by the time playoffs roll around. Uh, but today we're going to go through uh, the Maverick games and, and a couple of uh, of the teams and the matchups and why we think they might win or lose. 
and then we'll come to that number of, of what we think it's going to be at the end of that. Um, so we'll tell you a couple of players that, that came and went from these teams so that you'll hopefully be caught up on some of that too. So when we go forward, we'll all understand uh, why we came to the numbers that we did. Absolutely. And and just a, on a side note, you know, for, for the Mavericks and, and their exposure this, this season and, and everything that Luca brought to us, the, the extra um, attention now from the media that we have that we just haven't had over, you know, the last, you know, declining years of Dirk's career, you know, we just weren't a draw. We weren't a team that anyone in the national media cared to look at. Uh, you know, we didn't, there weren't a whole lot of Dirk fans around <laughs> the the nation, you know, people who cared to watch Dirk and thought Dirk's game was just amazing. With Luka now, we have that that just drawing power, and so now we actually have, uh, I believe it's seventeen games on national television in this first thirty seven games. The Luka effect. Um, I've heard of the butterfly effect, but you know. Um, Everybody's excited to see him, and especially when you got the the best player in the league, uh, LeBron, talking about him the way he does. You know, I mean, hey, um, the league is 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 is, is like uh, the players are fans too. You know, they they kind of look at things from a perspective of that. I I remember Dirk always talking about how. He watched the games growing up, and even as he'd get home from practice and sitting there eating his, his meal, he said, I, I would watch, you know, M NBA, TV, NBA TV. I'm watching the games. So he wasn't just this guy who was just – it was just his job or something. And I think LeBron's the same way. He's a fan of it. You know, he watches it, and he's excited to see Luka. And I've heard other superstars uh, say that too that they watch the games that he is is in. And um, so we're no different. You know, everybody wants to see him right now. It's, it's something feels a little different, you know. Just on a side note, I was just kind of curious. Did you happen to know how many games we played on national television last year, just out of curiosity, before the, uh, the bubble action took place? I mean, obviously it changed for everybody when the bubble took place yeah. and everything was basically on national television. But prior yeah. to that... Did, how many games did the Mavericks yeah. actually have on that? And, and TV? I think it's it's a lot harder <laughs> to even track for me now because, um, uh, I mean, is that is that considering like TNT? And, yeah, TNT, right? uh, ESPN, ABC. Those are those are all the you know main right. ones. TNT yeah. and stuff. Um, and, so if I can, because you know the way we stream stuff and and have cable off of uh, something like YouTube or something, so. So maybe you're limited to only watching this channel that, that is kind of a local channel that's always going to have the game. And, and so not really knowing all the, all the games that were outside of that, I would probably say I didn't see many, like five. <laughs> five? That's, that's, I, I wouldn't guess much more than, than that myself. I, I, I don't know the number. I mean, we're probably going to have to figure that out, but... I don't know what the number is, but I, I couldn't see it more than five, maybe six. I just, but, and even that seems high when I say six out loud. I'm like, that just seems like too many games that we had. Well, and, and as I'll keep on stating throughout all our talks, you know, about last year is the difference in last year and, and the pandemic situation and how things were broken up. Um, it's not going to sound 
like a regular season all the time. You know, once you start breaking things down, um, you have to factor that in somewhat. Basketball is basketball, but at the end of the day, um, some things changed and, and were different with the scheduling, with, with the amount of games and, and who, who ended up winning the championship. Yeah, so as we go into the Maverick season, and, and actually the first game, as we're talking about national television, the first game that we play um, on December 23rd is going to be the Phoenix Suns on ESPN right off the bat. You know, we play uh, a team that, that improved this year. When when you added Chris Paul, I mean, you're, you can't really say that you didn't improve at the guard position uh, when you add him. The only thing I worry about, when you talk about Chris Paul and coming in to make them so much better, which is what they're hoping on this year, is can you really depend on him to not be hurt this year? I mean, he's had a lot of injury issues over the later part of his career. He managed to stay healthy all of last season. But do you really think he's going to have another season now being 36 years old where he just doesn't get injured through, through the season? Especially the way the games are piled all on top of each other like that. Uh Man, I think he's pretty durable. I mean, as far as uh, from um, just an outside perspective of of, of knowing what he can do, um, I think it was unfortunate when when the Houston Rockets seemed like they were going to beat Golden State in the playoffs uh, about two years ago, and and he he was balling. I mean, he was killing them, and then he pulled up lame with his hamstring or whatnot, and that was over from there, and everybody knew it was over. Um, I think Phoenix is somebody to look out as far as being a little on our level. I think we'll spend a little more time talking about Phoenix. Yeah, because, I mean, you have Aiton as as well there, and Aiton is, you know, just a beast down there, man. He's, he's going to be another just star in his own right. Obviously, <laughs> You know, everyone wants to keep talking about the the Luca Passover and all that, which is rightfully so. But when it's all said and done, he's he's going to be a good player at that position. Mm-hmm. Should they have taken Luca? <laughs> Absolutely, they didn't, but they still got a good player. Mm-hmm. And and Aiton is going to be you know pretty dominant at that position for a lot of years to come. It's like they they did what they did. I don't think they're losing any sleep over it. You know, uh, guys like Willie Collistein, This is where he's going to earn his money for us, right? Um, that's where you need to step up when we're going against an Aiton. He's not going to be there every game and be such a big factor or need to be. But a game like that, he needs to be. Um, there's no way to stop Booker. Yeah, um, that guy can just sorry, shoot the lights out of the building. Just not. But we are going to be better at it than we were before with him tearing us up because of the players that we've got. Yeah, Richardson is, is you know, um, a, a lockdown defender. So, obviously... Booker's still going to get his points up. He's, he's still going to score, but Richardson's definitely going to be able to get up in him and, and play better defense. He can just guard him so much better than anyone we've ever had you know, in recent years. But that being said, Booker is Booker, and the guy can just flat out shoot the ball. So he's still going to get some points up on us. I don't see that really changing at all. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe um... – they're going to come out wanting to start off with the bang. We are too. Nobody wants to start slow, especially when you're a young team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to take it as far as because I think maybe we have that steady hand. And and this is going to be a reoccurring feeling 
as we go through these games because the re, the the steady hand is Luca, and and so maybe we're gonna be a little bit leaning towards that way, maybe a little too much. I'm not sure. We'll find out. Well, definitely early in the season, I think we're gonna be leaning on it quite a bit, especially with KP being out. You know, so so that kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. You know, kind of more to the style it was. Um, and what I kind of almost expect Luca to be, which is what he was against the Clippers in, you know, that game four, where he just took over the game, really. I mean, there was no one on the court that could stop him. Not Kawhi, not Paul George, not uh, Harold, not anyone. Like, there was just there was no one that was going to get in his way in that game. That's kind of Luca I, I expect to see this year because he's kind of figured that out now, that he can do that now, that he can go up against – the best defenders in the league, Pat Beverly, you know, Marcus Morris, <laughs> you know, all these guys that they were throwing at him and it didn't matter. And I think now that he's figured that out, it's, 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 it's so much more dangerous for the league coming in this year. So, you know, that steady in hand of him is more dangerous and it's going to have to be more dangerous in the early part of the season without KP. So against Phoenix, I personally think, you know, even with the additions that they've had, you know, they've lost Kelly Umbre Jr. And, it's funny that the way that they keep talking about him, when I've heard like a lot of other experts and everyone talking about him, they're like, oh, he's okay. He could do some things and this and that. And I'm like, he was a huge part of their 8-0 that they ran on because he picked his game up. I mean, he, he increased his points, his rebounding, his three-point shooting. He kind of just went crazy in the bubble, Kelly Oubre Jr. So I think losing him kind of hurts them a little bit. Yeah, and, and super... And he's good defensively. Super young dude, you know. I mean, they, they just don't fall off trees, man. I mean... He's young. I think he's going to get better. Uh, yeah, it was a big loss. I think they've gotten better, though. I mean, even just considering uh, the maturity of the young guys just getting a year older, plus your favorite player, Jay Crowder. Um, as <laughs> as we move on to, to, you know, so did you have them a win or a loss? I, I, have, I have us with a win. Okay, so we're both coming out with the win. And uh, ju so just to to say before we go forward a little more really, really quick is that um, you know, we, we're taking into account that Porzingis isn't going to come back until January, right? Um, so that I, I they they want to say the beginning of January. We're, we're kind of maybe thinking a little yeah, further out. I'm thinking closer right? toward mid and, and just, you know. And I'm even easing he, him in, too. Yeah, I'm hoping he gives me a birthday gift and comes yeah. back right before my birthday on the 16th. Yeah. So if he can come back on the 15th, that would be and, ideal. And even just easing him in, you know, uh, before that, you know, before he's fully back, we're going to take that into account. And and just to uh, just to throw in there also, just so everybody know, uh, knows that this the NBA season does start December 22nd. Uh, we're used to it starting towards the end of October. That is the different thing. The other different thing, just to let you know also, is that there's 72 games, not 82. So it's shortened by 10. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to see we're gonna see how the players react to that, how, how their schedules uh, affect their their body and their life to where if, if they can deal with it or not. I'm, I'm not sure what the big difference is. Basketball is basketball. And, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that they're glad to play it for a living. So who do we got second up on? Yeah, so our second uh, game is actually on the Christmas Day game. You know, the, the biggest one so far on the schedule that, that everyone has highlighted. And, you know, we're playing at L.A. Um, 
and that's going to be another national TV game. That that one's going to be on ABC. So that's going to be that prime time seven seven o'clock slot for uh, the NBA schedule on Christmas Day. And you know when you look at the Lakers, some guys definitely um, improved, <laughs> especially on the bench. When you pick up the uh, sixth man of the year and the runner up for sixth man of the year, both in the same off season. Uh, I'm going to say you improved your bench. <laughs> I mean, the Lakers won the title last year, you know, with the team that they had and some of the guys off the bench, you really wouldn't have thought they were all that great, you know? So now when you look at their bench and you got six man of the year, uh, uh, you know, Montrez Harrell and runner up Dennis Schroeder, that's some firepower coming in off the bench now for the Lakers. And, and, and although early in the season, there's been a lot of talk of Anthony Davis and LeBron resting a lot. Um, I don't see that happening on a national TV game against Luka on Christmas Day. <laughs> I don't see them resting in that one. So I, I see them there. So with all those, you know, additions, you know, none of their losses seem that significant to me to really make that big of an impact that their additions add. So unfortunately for us, I got us with a loss on that game. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean... I don't know. I feel like... Um, Especially without KP. I, I don't know. Maybe because it's Christmas season and and I'm not sure what Montrezl Harrell and Mark Soule and Matthews and all these players and, and the teams that they came from. I'm not sure, you know... Uh, but they added vets, you know, with, yeah. with Gasol, he's a vet and Wesley Matthews well, maybe is a it vet. Was, maybe it was the Christmas cheer that... that allowed everybody to go to the the Lakers or something because it, it seems it's just cheating it seems kind of wild that you know <laughs> I won't call it what it is it's cheating uh Lakers I don't know man y'all are cheaters I mean Mark so I mean come on he still has a good couple years in him and I know he's getting up there but but they're not going to need him to to fill a really big role and he's going to be that closer because when you can shoot free throws and three pointers, the you, way he you can. can, I mean, he got all of that, but defense and yeah, free throws. I mean, he's a stable force in the center. He, of that. he was a, he was a defensive player of the year award winner. Correct. I mean, yeah, he, he's I, I done was, that. I, I would have been so happy. Of course, you know, we didn't know what the Mavericks were yeah. doing during their free agency and all that. And, um, apparently the guy we were trying to get before we re-signed Willie Collie sign was Gasol. And all they, uh, and, and, what did they lose? They lost, uh, what, two of your favorite players, Rajon Rondo and Danny Green? I mean. <laughs> ah, Danny Green, you are the bane of my existence right now. You just seem to pop up in every talk. Any time the matter, even in trade season, even though every offseat, like. Rondo or Danny Green? Oh, Jesus, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's just terribleness is what that is between them two guys, man. And. You know, oh. But they got your guy. Uh, also, they added Wesley Matthews, who's, you know, we used to call him the Iron Man and this and that. He's uh, not so iron yeah. Achilles because he just wasn't the same. In that. Yeah, <laughs> so. but, but 
you know, I always respected him. I think it was just when it comes with the price tag of, of 16 mil a year, you probably... Oh, you expect more, especially during the time frame when we gave him that money. You know, there were there were other players out there. And, of course, that was the year when we thought we had DeAndre and we were thought we were putting Westy Matthews and DeAndre Jordan next to Dirk with Chandler Parsons. And we thought we had something. Of course, that was never going to work because Parsons couldn't play more than five games without getting injured. So, considering uh, Marc Gasol, I think, is going to be huge if he can stay healthy and then be towards the end of the year. But I think the major thing is is Montrez Harrell. Um, I mean, he can be maybe um, o- overly hyped, you know. Um, the, we're gonna we're gonna find that out, you know, here. And but but if he's anything uh, as as far as the physicalness and, and things like that, when you add that with the LeBron player who can throw it up and and alley oop it and, and then be a physical force next to him, that's gonna be pretty tough defensively to get around. I mean, to get around that defense. Uh, so, but I'm going to go ahead and, and say that the Grinch is coming down for the Christmas time. And Jingle Bells, Luca all the way. So, I think we're going to go ahead and take it. I'm going to go ahead and go with that. The Grinch is coming. So, he's going with a win. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I don't mind the take there. No, uh, you know, except for me... Like I said, I got it as a loss, but, you know, with KP not being there, I think that's a big part of beating the Lakers. If you have a chance to beat the Lakers, I think KP is going to have to be a part of that for us, and that's that's a big part of it. So moving on to the next game, uh, we stay in L.A., and we play the Clippers. Uh, that's a Sunday afternoon game on NBA TV at 2.30. So once again, staying on national television, just riding that wagon, is, is we just keep going along there. The first three games, essentially, on national TV. And um, the Clippers, while definitely losing Harrell was a loss for them, I think they brought in someone who fits their team a lot better in Ibaka. Ibaka really is that starter that that team needed. That that this uh, steady force in the middle. He's a good defender. He can shoot the three. He makes them a lot better. I, I, I mean, I hate the Clippers too. I'm not a fan of those guys. I mean, if any Maverick fan really should hate the Clippers, especially after last year. But they improved, man, by getting Ibaka. I, I just think it makes them more dangerous. And and I think. You know, unfortunately, again, I got us with another loss. You know, I got us two losses in a row. Yeah, I still haven't built up the hate for the Clippers yet. You know, I need some more battles there. Well, one ankle steppage is uh, all it took it for me, and, and yeah, uh, I'll hate them forever. Yeah, true that. True that. <laughs> he does have a Clippers jersey on. I don't know if he's a Clipper for real, though. Maybe I just don't associate him with, uh, with oh, that no, the, Clip- the Clippers. And I shall not in his say ears. thy name. <laughs> they whispered in his ear and said to do it. I believe that. <laughs> but, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, Serge Ibaka, you know, and and and... and you know, Kawhi, they have a history. Um, they won a championship together. Um, so I do believe that he is a more viable threat. You know, uh, somebody that it changes up their team. But I, I'm not sure that they, they needed all that down there uh, with, with Montrez. Uh, so I, I think that is a plus there Um I'm gonna go ahead and say that with 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 everything, maybe just in the next building over, um, 
not even right. They yeah, I believe that's the same. Change thing. the floor up. <laughs> yeah, man. Just change you it know. up. Yeah, so change so the we're, we're we're already gonna be comfortable there. We're gonna be living there. Uh, we're we're gonna keep our uniforms in the the, the locker, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and keep that W up over the the locker room door. Oh well, it's three and zero to start the season while facing both LA teams. I yeah. like the take that I'm hearing. And, and over just here. and just to to clarify, um, because I know there was some talk about. The, some superstars not coming back for the beginning of the season and everything that that's been a little more straightened up correct and and lebron is going to be there for these games we expect Kawhi to be there so so it's not like like we're kind of up in the air on that yeah because i don't see any uh of the bigger names um not playing uh early in the season and i actually think uh the way it's set up a lot of the big name players are going to have to play on national television because that's the new NBA rule. They have to play on a nationally televised game. There's no resting. So there will be games where uh, Luka and, and LeBron and all the big names aren't going to be able to rest because it's on national television and they're going to have to play. So they may rest on some of the other games following those those national television games. Yeah, and before we move on to the next game and move off of Christmas Day, I, I just wanted to bring up some other notable games on that day you know it's kind of seen as the big deal and the best teams and an honor uh, to play on that day uh, so at the first game at 12 p.m is pelicans versus heat uh you got you know the up-and-coming pelicans what they see i mean to me they're just still a young team they they got some some good young talent there and the heat obviously was in the finals and then we have after that at 2 30 the Warriors versus the Bucks. Uh, we got the Warriors coming back. Um, you know, some players. I, obviously, it's heartbreaking uh, with Thompson going down and and being out. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they still got some good talent there. The Bucks. Uh, that's something to watch. And then after that, at 5 p.m., you got the Nets versus the Celtics. Um, I don't think uh, Durant's coming back out right to begin with, but. But you still got Kyrie and some other talent there now going against the Celtics, who are always good in the Eastern Conference. And then, of course, at, at 8, you you know, primetime, you got Mavericks versus Lakers. And uh, we've already given you the breakdown of that. And at 10.30 after that, late night, um, we got the Clippers versus the Nuggets, which is, I, I'm going to be looking forward to that. That seems like a good whop right there, so... Uh, yeah, I think the NBA is definitely going to get my ratings. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be watching pretty much all day long. It'll be on all my TVs on Christmas Day, <laughs> pretty much the entire day, uh, with the exception of, of Wonder Woman. going to have to watch that. Thanks for HBO Max. Appreciate that. You're going to have to watch that with the family. Finally, a movie to look at that's something new. <laughs> so yeah. appreciate that. But but other than that, I mean, I, I'm definitely going to watch all those games that are going on. Um, now moving on to, to the next few games uh, that we're going to have. Um I don't have too many losses marked in here for us, although I do have a few. So the next game we got coming up on, um, it's going to be on December the 30th. We're playing the Charlotte Hornets. And, you know, I, I just think that's a win for us. I don't got to talk about them too much. They just didn't do much to improve. Yeah, I mean, uh, LaMelo Ball, he's still going to be young. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I'm not sure even if how healthy he is or whatnot. We'll see what happens with that, but I'll go with the win there too. I know I'm going... Uh, they lost uh, Nicholas Batum also, and, and he also went to 
the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, they, so I don't know they, if he got they stress released him. <laughs> yeah, if he got anything left in the tank and to help them out. But but either way, he hasn't been a factor for a long time. I'm going with the Mavericks there again. So the, and then the next game after that, uh, we'll play on the first, the first of January of 2021. The new year finally, 2020 is over. Porzingis? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. Sorry, Carlisle did say January, but I don't think it'll be the first. And then on that day, we play the Miami Heat to start the new year off. And I just go say real quick, they got the exact same team from last year, and. If they had that same team, they had our number last year. They, they beat us pretty hands down every game, so I'm, I gave us a loss there. Okay, yeah, well, I'm, I'm with you there, you know, short and, you know, bitter, but uh, I'll go ahead and add as our first loss uh, for, for my prediction, uh, the ball drops on us. <laughs> then we move on to January the 3rd, and we play the Chicago Bulls. Once again, another team that just hasn't done enough improvement, you know, to, to make anything significant happen in my eyes. Um, so that's going to be uh, a win for us there. I have, yeah, more of some, uh, young ads here and there, uh, Patrick Williams. Yeah. Uh, good draft picks. Yeah. Good, good, good pick there. I mean, we kind of talked about all of that. Um, you know, they didn't really lose much cause there wasn't much to lose. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with the win there. Yeah. And then after that, we move on to the chaos. that is the Houston Rockets. Um, Houston, you just don't know what in the world they're going to be this year. <laughs> so just with the complete unknown and uncertainty that's going on there, I'm, I'm giving us a win in that they already gave up Westbrook yeah. for Wall. And Wall looks good in preseason, but it's just preseason. And just so we know, um, it, you know, since, you you know, we, we're Mavs content crazy. I mean, uh, you wouldn't believe all the content that we either have in our head or written down. Uh, and, and we still think it's it's there could be more and <laughs> and because uh, there can always be more but um if if you can even add in are these back-to-backs you know what i'm saying if if one's back-to-back maybe that factors in to to why we're saying hey maybe maybe it's we we got these games in a row and type things uh but that that'll factor in a little bit but when you're talking about a young team like the mavericks um, I don't know how much we want to get into that too much. Uh, you know, everybody's always made a big deal of San Antonio going on the rodeo show road. And, and I guess they don't have to worry about that now. Or is it a different part of the season? I'm not sure. Well, the funny part thing is, is everyone says these kind of things. But then you always see all these videos in the offseason of these guys playing pickup games together. And playing pretty dang hard in those pickup games. They're actually going harder in there than they do in the actual NBA games when I'm watching those. So, you can't really tell me that these guys need all this rest and they can't play a whole season and they're going to mess up their knees. And yet, I would look at video of Boogie Cousins somehow in every freaking offseason doing these videos where he's playing insanely hard. And then all these other NBA names, too, that are always out there playing hard against each other in these pickup games. So... Harden was in numerous ones last offseason where he played a bunch of pickup games with people. So I don't think rest is that big of an issue when, when you – they're doing all this stuff anyway. They're, they're still playing basketball. These guys love to play. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt them to go out there and play basketball. Did everyone get tired? Absolutely. I, I never played basketball, but I played soccer for my entire life. And I'll tell you what, I can run sprints all day long, and I still wasn't tired when I was on that field. Even if we played a tournament that had, what, six games in one weekend – I mean, you still had the most energy the last game in the finals than you had in, in 
game one when you were just entering the tournament. You know, so I don't think it really makes a difference. When you love to play a game the way most of these guys do, you just love to play and you just want to be out there. And is is so we're talking about the Rockets here, correct? And and so is John Wall gonna even be available for the game? Yeah, yeah. He actually played in their first preseason game uh yesterday. I actually watched it. He looked good. He definitely looked good. Boogie looked dang good out there. He was doing so many things out there for that team. So they do look good. Yeah. But will that hold over? I mean, for Wall, you just gotta say that I need to see it more than the little bit of time that I've seen so far. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go ahead and go with another win there. I, I don't think they're put together yet. New coach, uh, new players, uh, definitely talent there. Uh, as always, Harden still rocking everything. So, Yeah, so, I mean, I, I still think, and in, in, as far as my thought of it, I, I still think we, we win that game, although it is the second night of a back-to-back. We had played Chicago the night before. Mm-hmm. Which we both thought they were we were gonna win, and then we play uh, Houston the next day. But I still got us with a win. Just too much, too much chaos there. Um, so as we move on, the next game would be the Denver Nuggets, and then another national television game at nine nine o'clock on TNT on uh, January the seventh. We play them, and like I said, there's another national television game, another big game, Denver seems to have their ducks in a row now they seem to know who they are you know their their team is really good i mean they did lose uh i think a key contributor in grant you know he, he definitely was a big part of their team um but i still believe they they got a pretty dynamite team overall so i actually gave us a loss in that game yeah i'm gonna go with you there loss uh nothing's really changed about denver i mean not not any big ads not any big losses um, they're solidified and they're ready to rock uh, right from the get-go. Uh, we're still trying to piece together some some young players and and you know a couple of uh, veteran Seth Curry losses and things like that. So we're gonna go ahead and lose that game. Um, the next few we can actually go through these next three relatively fast because I'm just gonna say they're all gonna go in the win category. But uh, first, the next game is gonna be on January the 9th against Orlando. Um, you know, I got us a win there. <laughs> Quickly moving on. Uh, we have, on the 11th, we play again against the New Orleans Pelicans. Win. On national TV again, on NBA TV. Okay, okay. And, 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 and uh, you know, once again, I'm with Hold you there. Hold up now. The, the refs are trying to make a name that that game. Yeah. Uh, we, we never know. <laughs> All we got to do is throw Maxi on Zion, and the game is over. Okay, it doesn't matter. Does, <laughs> uh, then we move on to another game with uh, the Charlotte Hapless Hornets. Uh, and I got us with a win <laughs> there too. Yeah. Uh, so after that, our next big uh, game is going to be on January the fifteenth, and this is the game I actually I have pegged for KP to come back, and I'm hoping he really does because my birthday is January sixteenth, and I just want that gift. Please, KP, come back on the fifteenth to play against the Milwaukee Bucks on ESPN on a Friday afternoon at six thirty. Nice, nice. I mean. He definitely adds that length that you need against the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they they are the long team of the NBA in a lot of ways. Uh, I think there are a couple of other teams can be thrown in there, uh, but definitely in the Eastern Conference, that's somebody you're gonna have to to butt heads with. And and so they have extreme length. Uh, Porzingis definitely helps with that. Um, him, I mean, it almost seems like. The freak is is about as long as him in, in a lot of ways. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they just both reach up and they're 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 dunking the ball. 
DJ Augustine. Um, so a, a, a little, you know, backup ad. You know, he's going to solidify your bench and stuff. Uh, Drew Holiday, of course, the big ad. He's always going to be there. I'm not even asked if he's going to be there. No. Yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah. So and he's solid. That, that defense is solid. I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and take a loss there. Um, it, it's going to be a, a, a battle there. But, but I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that, that they're still – a tick above us at the moment. And, and and for me, this is probably the first time I'm going to go that I'm going to say we're going to win versus, you know, a loss on, on a game when, when me and you are comparing. And the reason I'm going to say that is because at that point in the season, we've already played, just like I said, the previous two games, we played Orlando, we played the Pelicans and Charlotte and built up that momentum. And then KP comes back into the fray, I'm hoping, on that game as well. So with that momentum of winning that we've already built to that point, and then KP coming back and adding into the fray, at least I hope, mm-hmm. I think that leads to a win for us in an exciting way against the Bucks in that game and showing Giannis, hey, where you need to join. And and I think that's what's good at, yeah. what would happen there. At least that's what I hope. We shall see. We shall see. So the next game is going to be two days later on the 17th of January, and that's going to be against the Chicago Bulls. You know, once again, gotta, that is a definite win for us. Yeah, and I know it's not that easy in the NBA where it's just like, hey, we better win. But um, I just have a good feeling about Carlisle having us like, hey, man, we ain't playing no games this year. You you really talking championships, then this is what it takes. And uh, and look, look at the heart of a champion going out, you know, with J.J. Barea and everything, you know. I mean, look at look at what these guys have built and put forward before you, you know, it hasn't always been championships. It was only, it was only one. Uh, you cannot take anything for granted. And I think our coaches are going to be on these guys day in, day out when you're young like that. And, and you better be hungry. You'll be, you'll find yourself at the end of the bench if you're not. So it's not always e- as easy as just saying, okay, better team win, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the win again there too uh, against Chicago. Yeah, and as we move on, you know, to uh, another back-to-back, it's the following day, you know, so we'll play, you know, Chicago on a Sunday at afternoon at 2 p.m., and then the next day we play the Toronto Raptors um, on a Monday at 6.30. And I'm just going to predict that Luka's going to rest on that game because it's not a national TV game. It is a back-to-back day uh, game, and I'm just going to see him resting on that. I can yeah. see Carlisle in the Mavericks. And are these home games? or are they uh, This one's at Toronto. Okay, yeah. But it's not even in Toronto. I'm not sure where they say. I think somewhere in Miami is. If I'm not wrong, I think it's somewhere in Florida. Mm, they, is it what they can't cross over borders? Yeah, because of the whole COVID situation, they they have to have a, a place. And, and I, I I could be wrong about where it's at, but I know it's here in the United States, so it's not actually in Toronto. Interesting, interesting. So so it will be here. It will be in the U.S. But even oh, at that, so you're talking Luca home court advantage. Then you're talking about home court advantage for us because but, wherever we're at. But Luca's probably going to rest, is what I'm predicting, because it's the second night of a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have to rest Luca at some point in some of these games, and it's a back-to-back against Toronto. You don't want him to get banged up against that good team on the second night of a back-to-back, especially when we've had almost a four-game win streak, or at least of what we're predicting. You know, that's a pretty that's a pretty big game. I have a lot of respect for Toronto. You know, oh, they're a good team, yeah. uh, and that's why I actually have us with a loss. I have us with a loss in that game because I see Luca resting, if not resting the whole game, but resting most of it, and and I see us with a loss. I just think uh, maybe it's the the it's Porzingis' first 
blow up game and and he's he's gonna come out that game and I'm gonna take a win there. All right, all right. So after that, we move on to the Indiana Pacers on January the twentieth. Um, the Pacers are just the Pacers at this point. They're the same team they have been for the last three seasons and really haven't done anything. They haven't improved. They haven't gotten much better. They just are the team they are at this point. And, uh, you know, I got us with a win over them. Yeah, I mean, Pacers, steady hand of mediocrity. Hey, they're never out of the playoffs, but they never do anything in the playoffs either. So, hey. <laughs> yeah, not, nothing really there big to talk about as far as roster-wise. Yeah, And then, that's why they win uh, against the Mavericks. <laughs> that's a loss for the Mavericks. Oh, he, he's got them beating us. Okay. You're a big fan of Doug McDermott. Okay. I understand. Um, <laughs> that's just, that we, our next game is going to be on the January the 22nd against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Spurs, uh, I just find, think we finally have their number now. I don't think they have an answer for Luka anywhere on that team. Um, they're a Popovich coach team, so they're always going to be ready. They're always going to execute well. But I just think finally, over all these years, we finally just taken the tables. And, and now we're just a better team over the Spurs now. So I got us with another win. Yeah, I mean... I'm going to go ahead and go with another loss there. Um, I, I think maybe, I just you know, think I think just, maybe we're riding high. and I just think you're trying to go against me at well, this point well, on my win-loss No, no, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think, you know, uh, well, you know, we'll switch it up a little. I'm starting and, and to question kinda, this. <laughs> I, I just think that maybe we're just riding a little too high, man. And, and here comes the old guard. The old uh, uh, troll under the bridge who won't let us cross <laughs> over the gargoyles standing over the freaking drawbridge, uh, old Popovich, you know, <laughs> and and he's you know uh, made me freaking uh, uh, want want to throw uh, something across the room a couple times throughout my lifetime. He's been there forever. Um, he got our number in certain ways. I think I think some of these teams that we've been playing are are loose with it. We're getting we're getting things easy, and all of a sudden here we come against this 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 fortified wall of of nothing but scrubs. But but they do the job, and we get a loss there. All right. <laughs> but it's our next so, game. So who are we playing next? And I'm gonna tell you <laughs> who I pick for. Okay, so the next game we're we're is a back to back again. So now we were at San Antonio the, the previous day and then the next day we play on the twenty third of January. It's a home game for us against the Houston Rockets. Oh. Oh. Okay, well un unlike at first, um I think maybe, you know, um, the Houston Rockets are ready this time around. Uh, nothing's really changed much, but, but they're a little mad that they, we beat them earlier in the year because I predicted it, so it's obviously happening. Uh, and, and I think that they get this win. And I'm going to go against you on this one, you know. Oh, so now you're trying to, just because I picked the win, <laughs> now you're going to go and uh, just... Uh, no, scratch I'm, that out no, like I'm, if I didn't just see you scratch your no I'm just joking I'm, I actually got us with a win on that one as well and the reason I say that we're going to win on that game is because at that point they may have solidified their team a little bit more at that point but I don't think it will really matter because KP would already been back in the fold 
if my prediction is right on when he's coming back, and that's by no means a yeah. guarantee. And I got us losing just to clarify, but yeah, I'm going, I'm going with the win on that. So I'm definitely against you on that one because at that point, like I said, Luke and KP are are in full stride with each other. Richardson's finally, you know, um, in the offense the way we kind of envision him at that point. You know, he he's organized with the team, and, and I see us just finally and I just starting to roll. Maybe that's where Luca takes his day off on that. Back to back. Yeah, right? yeah, and that's definitely a possibility to him or KP rest on that game. Because one thing about these next few games and this next slate of games that we're going to go through, something we got to keep into consideration as Mavs fans is Luke and KP are not always going to play on the back to backs. They're going to be resting. They're, there's going to have to be rest in there. And unfortunately for Fox Sports Southwest <laughs> and Sinclair and that awesome company that dropped their contract with everybody. There's going to be a lot of games that are played on their network where Luke and KP are resting because the games in between those games for us, especially in this next few that we're about to go through, a lot of them are on national television. And we already know the NBA has made it to where Luke and KP will have to play on those games if they're healthy. So if they're playing in those games, they're going to have to rest somewhere. So unfortunately, there's going to be some games in between where they're just going to have to rest. Yeah, and I'm not sure how the coaches are going to play that situation. Are they going to just limit the minutes, you know? Uh, bring them out at the beginning, see how things flow. If they, if they don't get going, then maybe that they, they just do away with that bench them. Uh, they can't say that they didn't play them. It's gonna be. I mean, how are we gonna know? You know what I'm saying? If if you don't play them the minutes, are we gonna start finding for not playing enough minutes? I mean, right? Yeah, you know. So there's gonna be a way to rest them without necessarily resting them, but you know. For the most part, they're going to have to play on those national TV games and, and miss those other games. So uh, the next game we have is on January the 25th. We're going to be playing against the Denver Nuggets. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I still have us with another loss against Denver, although I think we would be upset about the first time they beat us. I still have a loss there. Yeah, I have, I have us losing there too. Um, nothing really changed there. Solid team. And after that, we move on to our first game. Uh, matchup with the Utah Jazz. Um, now, this game that we play them on the 27th of January, uh, that's going to be a non-national television game. And then we play them two days later on a national television game. So, for that reason, I was saying the first time we play them in a non-national television game, we're going to take a loss because there's going to be some rest in there with Luka or KP or maybe both. So I have us losing the first game against Utah on January the 27th. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and have us, uh, you know, winning the first game and Donovan Mitchell and, and Luka going back and forth, and, and we, we pull off that win. And Donovan Mitchell, ultimate competitor, uh, will come back for retribution and revenge, and he will get the next game after that. I like the thought process there, but you know, for me, when we have our all of our team out there on national television on ESPN, the following on the 29th against Utah, mm -hmm. I got us with a win there. So I got us losing the first one against Utah on the 27th, yeah, so but then winning. Reverse. So we're yeah, we're vice versa on that one for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But I just think you know we have all of our players back, and Luca loves the spotlight, and yeah. so, I think I think we're almost guaranteed to win almost every national television game thanks to Luca. <laughs> so we're just covering ourselves here. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is insane. That <laughs> we we just it. covered ourselves there. But. Uh, and we definitely didn't plan this, guys. This is this is like literally just happens as we yeah, do these yeah. pods. There's, we don't we don't, talk. we don't have a big old format where we're just kind of like, hey, you know, hey, this is how we're going to talk about this. We're gonna, no, we're just two Mavs fans who love the Mavs and have our own opinions. And 
we we definitely agree on a lot of things, but we definitely yeah. don't agree on a lot of things when it comes to basketball. Yeah, and, we're just and going along. We're just going forward. I mean, we're we're basically bringing up these topics, and and honestly, on the fly, a lot of it, but. We obviously put in time also because we we want to give you a good show and and put as much content there as possible, you know. So actually, those Utah uh, games, both of them were at Utah, you know. So that's kind of funny, you know. We're gonna play them back to back in at both of them in yeah. Utah. Oh man, and how is our lungs gonna be doing after that? Yeah, it's gonna be hard to breathe. And then we come into uh, the next back to back game against the exact same team. We play the Phoenix Suns on January the 30th and then on the 1st of February. Now the key to that is we play the Utah Jazz on the 29th on national television and then we play Phoenix immediately the day after on uh, the 30th. So I think we're going to have a lot of guys resting there um because our next game after Phoenix that we play against Phoenix is again on national television on NBA TV. So and these are in Phoenix. Uh these are here in Dallas. So, uh, you say we're playing them back-to-back. Uh, well, we play um, we played back-to-back in the sense that we played Utah on the 29th and then Phoenix on the 30th. Okay. And then we play Phoenix again on February so the 1st. Where, rather than flying from Utah to Phoenix, we're coming home? Correct. We're going from Utah hmm. home. Okay. So, when we get home, like I said, we play Phoenix on January the 30th. But we've already played the day before against Utah. So, I think we're going to rest our guys. Yeah, and it gave I'm us a loss. With the loss too. It I'm gives us a loss there. The loss and then uh, two days later, we play Phoenix again here in Dallas on February the first on NBA TV. We got our guys arrested, ready to go when we get a win there. Um, the next game, uh, um, we go in against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, at Atlanta. I just think those guys got some insane firepower right now, and and they have the potential of, of pulling out a win against us there. So I actually have us. Yeah, I'm going with the loss there. Losing just, there. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the loss. Um, I mean, they're feeling sour and bitter, and they want to prove a lot of things that you know Trey is better than Luca and this and that. And um, and and here's another point to that though, just as far as why I think we're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we play Atlanta on uh, February the third, and that's an, and and I got us losing there. But then we play February the fourth, the next day on national television against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think that they just added a lot of good firepower. They uh, Danilo Gallinari, Rajon Rondo, um, you know, still a viable defensive threat off the bat, off the bench, and uh, Chris Dunn from Chicago. I mean. I mean, uh, Bogdanovich, I mean, they added more than we did in, in a certain sense of, of just known names, uh, people, I believe, have a, a little more threat to us. And, and I'm going to give them the win. Uh, I'm not going to say they're better yet. I'm just going to give them the win. Yeah, them. I definitely don't think they're a better team than us, but I definitely have them as winning over us. Um, but definitely a good matchup. It's yeah, gonna be it's going to be fun. For the, for the rest of... Uh, Lucas' career and Trey's career, it's always going to be interesting to me. I'm always yeah. going to be more invested in those games. And it's because, hey, man, we, we both knew that Trey was going to be good. And, and we both knew that Luca was going to be good. It was just, hey, uh, who's your pick in a way sometimes? Right, yeah. You know, they definitely made it more fun. It's it's going to be a lot of fun watching those team, two teams play. It's going to be a good time.
All right, we're, we're back. Uh, mass content crazy. Uh, we uh, we took a little break. Didi got a little plate. Couple tablitas, fajitas. I see some tortillas. Uh, I know he always has the lime and the freaking avocado. He always got to have that, the guac. It's and, not a barbecue without it. Yeah. Hey, that just shows my dedication, Mass fans. There's a full-on barbecue for my niece going on next door, and it was more important that I had to do my pod and make sure we get this content out there to the Mass fans prior to the Mavs game starting here in a little while. <laughs> yeah, and, and we were just talking about a little bit of uh, Luca, as always. is so dynamic and interesting, so many different angles you can take, and, and how people were, were very critical of, of what he was going to be before he was in the NBA, and even still now, some of them wanting to stick to their guns and and go with, well, he's going to be uh, outclassed. He, he's going to be, he's unathletic, and, and people are going to fly by him, jump over him, push him around. Uh, none of these guys seem to be able to get out of their own character, though, and, and at least give the credit where it's due and say, uh, maybe even before he was in the NBA, say, well, he's going to be a better, he's going to be a good passer. Or maybe he's going to be one of the best rebounding guards of all time. Or or he's going to have good court vision. They didn't really give him anything, some of these guys. And and um, I imagine some of these people have some pretty big names, some some skips and chips and, yeah, and do-wide ditties. But... They, sometimes I'm not sure if if this is just a a character they're playing the the, the arch nemesis the guy you know because it does start to uh, get us our, our interest you know peaked to where maybe we tune in to them and 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 listen because we kind of want to argue with them ourselves or something oh he doesn't have my interest he has my ire yeah. at the moment <laughs> he he's just yeah. someone i yeah skip I, I don't even know what to say to you the fact that you keep saying that luke can't shoot my, my lord man did lebron come into the league as a 40% three-point shooter. Well, you can't use LeBron against Skip because he's always been a LeBron hater, but, but that, you know, so to but, speak. But, but even if, if you want to say that, you know, most of these guys didn't come into the league just knock-down shooters. You know, there's a lot more college players coming out in these current times that are just knock-down shooters and have good roles because they figured now that it's good to be a role man on a team. Well, than was was back in the day. So players before just weren't knockdown shooters when they came into the league. It developed over time. Jason Kidd, who's one of the greatest point guards ever, did not shoot the three-pointer at all in his early years. And when he did, it was horrible. But he developed into one of the best knockdown three-point shooters. And, and we know that as Mavs fans watching him in the 2011 run, knocked down consistent three-pointers in, in that run for us. And he was a, a phenomenal for us. And... and Luca has so much time to grow. At 21 years old, his shot can get so much better. His shooting percentages can only go up. His free throw is definitely percentage is going to go up. Like there, there's no way it can't go up. You know from how bad it was. So he has so much room to grow. He's going to grow, especially in a system like Dallas, which keeps him right there where he needs to be as far as as the players around him. And I'm not sure why everybody's so up on him if he can't shoot. I mean, um, does 
does uh, some guy who sits behind a desk talking about basketball know more than all the, the defensive coaches in the NBA that say, do not come off of him, get up on him. Why is he taking so many step-back threes because the guy is just right there upon him when, when I mean, hey, you know, back up off then because we all know he can drive. When he's in the lane, he's he's in there. You're, you're not really going to be able to stop him too much. He's too crafty. I don't think I've ever seen a point where the coach of the opposing team that we're going to play in interviews says, oh, I'm not worried about Luca." You know, it's never let been him, that way. Let him shoot because he can't shoot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that in, in an interview in any of these games of these opposing coaches that come against Dallas. Matter of fact, the exact words coming out their mouth is, is we got to try to take the ball out of Luca's hands. We got to try to keep him from creating. You know, we got to make sure we stay on him around the three-point line and that step back. Like, those are the natural things to hear. So, if coaches all around the league, coaches, coaches, not analytics guys, not guys sitting behind like a desk, as you said, but actual coaches of the league who are involved all the players at all the time on the court watching these guys every day are all game planning for what Luca does. Skip Bayless, I'm sorry, but shut the hell up like you just don't know what yeah, you're talking about I don't see anybody, you're clickbait at this time and i can't stand you i don't see anybody going under the pick i mean <laughs> if you do you're smoked yeah That's it, it. it's insane Turkey. it's just insanity at this point and all you're trying to get is is ratings and people to argue with you and that's all it is and it's, and, and, it's, and it, it's it's i guess it it works we're here sitting here talking about it even though um, I'm gonna call him Voldemort. I'm not gonna call him by his name anymore. He is he who should not be named. So he is Lord Voldemort. He is no longer Skip Bayless. That's what we're gonna go with from now on. That's, that's his name. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of wonder sometimes because I've always heard him talk about LeBron, and and I was kind of in agreement with a lot of these things, and, and then it kind of made me back up and say, yeah. So I just wondered if maybe once I took a step back and and I thought maybe that Skip was doing the same thing to Luca that maybe he was doing to LeBron the whole time. And since I wasn't a big LeBron fan for a bunch of reasons, I'm here in Dallas. Um, and it's not that I don't respect his game, and, and I do respect the game and all the talent that comes with it. Uh, there's just certain other things maybe that kind of didn't really make me uh, uh, that drawn to him. But he's a great player. But the way uh, Skip talked about him, and I was kind of in agreement with those things, kind of sounds like the same thing a little bit. Uh, Luca is a LeBron type of player. You can say, oh, he can't shoot, or he's just bigger, or, 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 or something like that. And, and I'm wondering if it's just him taking that same approach, especially since it gave him so much acclaim and name uh, to go against the best player in the NBA at the time and everything. It sounds like it's just kind of, a, okay, well, here goes the next the next gig, you know. Yeah, man, it's just, you know, Luka is just impressive in everything that he does. And for the experts to get it so wrong, especially even when you look at, like, these, these uh, clips that you see on YouTube and, and these videos and stuff that they have of Luka when he was playing overseas, even at the younger ages, you know, when he was 17 and, 18 years old, I mean, he showed flashes of just greatness, man. His passing was, you know, <laughs> pretty similar. Even at those younger ages, he just could see the court. And how experts, you know, got it so wrong, analyst guys and 
guys who you're just supposed to know so much, it, it, it was sad that they missed on that so bad when you just looked at all the videos that he had. But uh, as we swerve our way back into um, the rest of the schedule, uh, we had a game on all the way into February is where we're at at this point. So February the 4th, we have a home game against the Golden State Warriors on TNT. The drawback to that is we had a game the previous night against Atlanta Hawks. So in this one, it's a little more difficult, but it's still the Warriors who are missing Klay Thompson. So I definitely have us going with a win on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that uh, the old line comes out and, and some old championship spirit comes out for the Golden State Warriors. And there I'm going to go ahead and give them the win against us. And uh, the young whippersnappers aren't there just yet. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I'm just questioning, you know, how Curry's going to come back. Obviously, they lost Thompson. Uh, you got Wiggins, who is, man, I don't know, just the biggest underachiever in the history of the last 20 years, I should say. Not the history of the NBA, but the last 20 years, I should say. Wiggins just was, man, he was supposed to be so much. <laughs> he, he got paid nicely by the Minnesota Timberwolves and just... And man, again, correct. Oh. I mean, they just had to re-sign him or something, I think, and, and I think he's paid again or something, but... His contract was ridiculous. I know that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he had a good contract year. I don't really expect much from him, but I do think he's a, an asset. It's not like just an end-of-the-bench-nothing player, end-of-the-bench. Well, yeah, he better not be considering you traded D'Angelo for, for him. Yeah, I, I feel like they could have got more uh, for D'Angelo Russell. I was really, you know, I'm pretty sure Minnesota was like, wow, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're taking Wiggins? Thank you. <laughs> they couldn't be more excited about that one, but yeah, he just, he just, just and, and didn't, didn't pan out. Did, didn't they actually get D'Angelo... Uh, I mean, uh, Golden State get D'Angelo Russell for Kevin Durant. Yeah, it was the signing trade right? or something like that. So basically, you got Wiggins for Durant. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! That, was that, I supposed to not connect that? Yeah, that hurt me just to hear it was like that. that. <laughs> was that? Am I wrong? Oh my lord! Like, that's the biggest fleece job in the history of the NBA. Now that's how I am saying the history of the NBA. If you got Basically, Wiggins for Durant. I mean, oh my, that's just horrible. Well, well, it, it falls on Golden State because oh yeah, they're the right. ones who made those other acquisitions and those other trades. You know, I would have yeah. D'Angelo is at least has way more upside than than Wiggins at this point because yeah. Wiggins pretty much is what he is. He he was a younger guy a yeah. few years ago who you were willing to take a chance on. But now here he is a couple more years in, and he still hasn't evolved. With no either. Clay Thompson, here's your chance, right? Yeah, well, we'll see about that one. I got as a win on that one, even though you, you're going with the nice. the old man winning on that one. Uh, the next game is going to be on February the 6th, and that's uh, at home again, again against the Golden State Warriors, and again I'm going to go with the win. Wow. <laughs> back to back, eh? Yeah, we have a lot of these... Uh, play as the same team twice in a row. We have about three of those on the schedule. 
Yeah, I think it's probably uh, just the the COVID schedule type thing. Maybe. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't want too much movement, too much player interaction with different players. Let's see how it works out with these two teams. Why why separate them later in the season if they're gonna play twice? Let them play twice. Right? Yeah. So, so it, it works out. I mean, it, it works out for both hey, teams. All, really. all these um, all these earthers right these uh save the earth right saving a lot of gas hey you know that's a (laughs) lot of jet fuel like um maybe that makes sense even afterwards maybe we don't have to see each other four different times is what some of these teams see each other and at different times you know maybe we just put them back to back i don't even mind that because it it creates a sort of uh, um you, you know like like this rivalry, uh, a rivalry of, of two teams, um, you know, I mean, things happen in the first game and then you're, you're, you're interested in the second game because of what happened. Now, the interesting about this Golden State, you know, uh, playing them twice in a row, the first time we play them, we play them, like I said, on TNT. Um, the second time we play them, we play them on ABC. Yeah. So both of those games are national broadcast games, <laughs> back-to-back against the Warriors, uh, yeah. both here in Dallas. And, I, and I'm just going uh, with with the Maverick win here. You know, they 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 just lost to them. You learned the error and, of your ways, did you? Yes, and <laughs> and uh, I apologize. They came back. <laughs> there was only one way that could go. Now, as we move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, we play them on February the eighth. Um, we were. Kind of just talking about the Wolves, and they have a good team. Now, I don't want to discount what they have there because they do have some young talent in Minnesota. They, they have a couple guys there who have a lot of upside in Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Um, you know, the draft, I couldn't say, you know, what those draft picks are going to be. I know there are some draft experts that said they had a really good draft. So I guess I'm going to go on, on what they said in, in that regard as far as the talent that they got in the draft. Um, so I think they have an upside, but they're still not ready to compete with the Mavs. So I give us a win there as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I felt like, I mean, am I missing something? Because I feel like they got better this offseason. And, and uh, I know they got Ricky Rubio. Um <laughs> You know, solid hand, you know. He, he's going to back up. Yeah, he wasn't very happy about being traded again, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is uh, we all know that D'Angelo Russell is the point guard there. You're not going to start over him. You're not going to start him with them. It just makes no sense. Yeah, there's no way you're going to pair Rubio yeah. and, and yeah. D'Angelo Russell next So he's going to come off the bench, and and um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the upset, and I'm going to say that Minnesota thinks that there's something, and then the and it's a full moon that night, and we're going to lose. Oh, upset red alert. Okay. Uh, I didn't see that one. Full moon, man. What the heck? I didn't Dude. see that one coming. I can't go against uh, astronomy, you know? <laughs> so the next game is uh, the rematch with, and this time is home. Well, as I say this, we play at home. Starting with the Golden State uh, first game that we play here in Dallas, it's a run of, uh, I'm going to say it's, seven games here in Dallas in a row. So we played both home games against Golden State. Um, and then we played Minnesota here at home. Then the next game is a rematch against the Atlanta Hawks here at home on um, February the 10th. And that one is an ESPN broadcast. 
at 6.30. You know, so again on national TV, uh, you had them beating us last time. I had us winning last time. And I'm sticking to my guns and saying we're winning again this time. Well, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you there. Well, I actually had us a loss. I'm sorry. Uh, last um, time against the Hawks. Yeah. I don't agree with you often, you know, because you're just <laughs> unagreeable. But I'm going to agree with you here, and we're going to get the win. Not very much different other than KP's more rounded into form and things like that. Our younger guys, uh, they, they kind of got older. We got younger. You know, they got Gallinari and these and, and a couple of veterans that really are going to solidify their team and help them out. I think that they got better. Oh, they definitely uh, did. You know, we got younger. We got some, some good young talent. We're going to have to put them in. Uh, I think, I think you know, here comes our rookie, Tyler Terry, uh, showing uh, Trey what's up, and we get the win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one, you know, because those two guys are pretty comparable body-wise, and I think Terry is just a better overall shooter. Um, as we move on to the Ooh. next game, hey, it, I don't think that's uh, going to be that big of a take once everyone sees Terry shooting. That guy's kind of ridiculous shooter. Content crazy. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> so our next game, we stay at home again uh, on February the 12th against the New Orleans Pelicans. And we also stay on ESPN for back-to-back -back ESPN showings there, both of our games there. Our previous game against Atlanta was on ESPN, and we play the Pelicans on ESPN. And what do you, who do you think, who do you got on that one? Fly Pelican. Pelican. Fly Pelican. Does that mean you have them beating us? Hey, don't ask me about <laughs> what I think, okay? I'm, I'm interested in JJ Bray, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think the Pelicans are going to fly this night. I think, uh, you know, Ball's going to ball, and he's going to think he's Luca for a night. He does have <laughs> these flashes out of nowhere. He liked to shoot on this last year. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and give him the win on this night. Okay, okay. I got I, I got us taking the win against the Pelicans. They are a good young team. They do definitely, definitely have some good young pieces. Ingram um, had a heck of a year last year and I actually was hoping we would throw a max offer sheet at him just for giggles. <laughs> and, and, because they were not going to let him get away in New Orleans anyway. Oh, yeah. They were going to match anything anyone threw at him. Yeah, that was a must, man. <laughs> Ingram's been on our radar, man, and we keep it hush-hush, you know, but... Because uh, we're just hoping it happens, and if you say it too loud, and you know somebody's gonna know he's good. Yeah, because so. I, I just think he would have been that perfect fit next to Luke out there. But uh -huh. you know, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. Then now he but, signed that but, max contract. But you know, contract. he's mad. You know, he's mad. They're not doing too good, and Ingram's mad, and he goes off for thirty, and Zion gets a couple rebounds. Oh no, Max is gonna shoot. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I said. He gets a couple rebounds and, and, and ball, you, you know. got the Zion stopper. Ball does his best Luka impression, and Ingram's mad, and they get the win. Kleber apparently was made in Germany in a test tube just to stop Zion on the basketball court because Zion just right. doesn't seem to be able to even the, move the ball. The end to do. <laughs> he was going to call him the Zion end to do. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was created in some sort of lab, and uh, Zion it just absolutely hates yeah. Kleber because he just can 
I don't know what it was last year, but every time Cleveland yeah, played it, well, it was... With everything going on this year, we don't want to talk about things being created in labs. <laughs> so let's move on. So moving on from that, I still got us with a win, by the way. Um, the next game is another national broadcast. We don't leave the national broadcast uh, for three games in a row against the Portland Trailblazers here at home on Valentine's Day on NBC on a Sunday afternoon, 2.30. I think that's going to be a one heck of a game. I think Portland got better. I think those guys made some really good improvements to their team and not a whole lot of <laughs> um, key losses. You know, they didn't have too many guys that were really impactful for the team that they actually let go or traded and got back just a ton of really good players on their team right now. Yeah, I think it's a tough matchup for the Mavericks. I mean, it, it's, it's one of the teams that's in our way from climbing up uh, – the standings all the time they're they're always ahead of us i don't even think we've really been in their stratosphere yet uh we're getting there they just got a little better as you said um i think it's gonna be a loss i mean it's tough yeah they're they got their best player lillard you know and our best player luca they don't guard each other i don't really see them really going up against each other Every time I've seen the game, I've, I don't think I've ever really seen them on each other. Uh, it's just we play a little bit of a different game. It's the same in the sense we're kind of uh, kind of ball dominated, I guess, by, by this certain superstar. But they're at different positions and, and points in the court. Uh, but, but Lillard is a beast. You know, McCullough is a beast. Um, they, they've gotten better. They've added some players. I think they're going to get the win. I actually have, have marked this on my um, little pad here as the Mavericks statement game. Uh, of all the games we play in this season, you know, this one on Valentine's Day on a NBC national broadcast stage at 2.30 in the afternoon, I think this is where the Mavericks make a statement, and they show the rest of the league against a really good Portland team because, you know, like I said, I, they, they're loaded, Portland. I think that Luka sh shows out, Porzingis is healthy, shows out, and and we really show what we're all about, and, and we tough out. A very exciting win is, is what I'm going with on that one. Uh, moving on to a less exciting, <laughs> we stay here at home uh, on February the 17th and play the Detroit Pistons. Um the return of Delon Wright uh, coming back over. He's actually keyed in as their starting <laughs> guard, so uh, kudos to him, man. You know, he, he went to a team where now he is a starter. That's what he wanted. That's what he thought he was going to be here in Dallas. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. I don't have a bad thing to say about him. I liked his game. It just didn't fit in what Dallas wanted. Um, and now he's getting a chance in, in Detroit, and I, I think he can help that team, but not enough to beat the Mavs, so I got us with a win on that. Yeah, I mean, DeLon Wright, I mean, uh, you're going to be a starter. I mean, I, I hope it works out. Um, I feel like I feel like he got the game to be a starter. Um, what What's the guy that, that Charlotte Hornets signed for all the money that, that came from, um, I think it was. Uh, Rozier? Right, Rozier. Terry Rozier. Right. So, 
Rozier makes nineteen million a year. Yeah, yeah, they gave him a huge. Oh, contract. from Boston, right? Mm-hmm. He had that good. I feel like Delon Wright has that in him, right? That doesn't make you worth nineteen million. I'm just saying, um, if he's a viable starter, Delon Wright can be a viable starter. He brings a toughness to it. It really depends on your other your your other positions how they're filled, uh, because he's not your typical, you know point guard but against Detroit um you, you know I mean they they got better they made a bunch of moves they got like 30 centers yeah a new <laughs> a new general manager and and his thing was just accumulating all types of things and he and must I have guess, been an 80s child because yeah, all he wanted was the, all the big men yeah, that that's were out good there. nowadays you know Jeremy Grant Went there, uh, Trevor Reese's there. You, you got know. Plumlee. You yeah, got, you got uh, Josh Jackson for nothing. I mean, you you got some things to work with. I'm gonna go ahead and say we're gonna blow them out. You know, yep. thirty piece or something. You know, let's like, move on. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> I definitely agree with that. And the big bays there, you know, we we, we just want to see what he's looking like at that time. You now, know, I didn't actually game. see the game myself, but I did see a, a, a report coming out um, of their first preseason game, and Sadiq Bay apparently did really, really good in that game. Now, yeah, I didn't see it, so I can't confirm it. It's just what, what I did see the report say. Now, we finally leave our home <laughs> court after a seven-game homestand. Um we go on to play at Houston on February the 19th, back on national television on ESPN. And I just think at this point, we're rolling. I don't know if anyone's really been following along or not, but I haven't had us with a loss here in quite a while. So we're definitely not going to start that with this Rockets team on an ESPN stage. And I got us with another win. Yeah, I just think um, at this point, Houston Rockets are starting to realize they ain't too good. Um, they're still up there in the in the playoff picture, you know. Uh, Harden will get you that if he isn't traded by then. Yeah, um, I don't see it happening being traded right now. Um, there, there's always something to be worked out. A hundred million in two years changes a lot of things, you know. You're still relatively young. You can always chase the ring in two years. Harden isn't gonna lose certain things. Yeah, he's a great shooter and yeah. he can always still do that. So, I, I can see, hey man, come and join Luca in two years. Man, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Go over there, get your hundred million, you know, don't do much, you know, but but always threaten and then come join Luca and, and be a spot-up shooter and, and we'll <laughs> win a championship here in Dallas. But, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with the win there too. So after them, we move on to back here, back here in Dallas on February twenty second. We got the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis, you know, is an up and coming team. First time we see Memphis. Yep, yep. First, first time. time against Memphis. You know, this is obviously the, only the first thirty seven games of the season. The NBA hasn't released the rest yet, so we're just reviewing these, and and um, we're probably going to play them a lot more toward the back half of the season. But it's definitely our first uh, matchup with them here in Dallas. Um, I, I like their team. I think they got a good young core. They got some really good young pieces in there, but they I still don't think they're quite there yet to take that step past Dallas. I don't think they're good enough to beat us yet, especially, you know, when you look at matchups, Jaron Jackson versus KP, you know, John Moran versus Luka, you know, you have a considerable 
<laughs> better players in Dallas. I mean, not to say that they're not good players over there yeah, because yeah. they really are. They got some so good, I got us with a win. Good young talent. Um, I'm going to go with us winning there too. Interesting team with young guys. John Morant, one of my favorite players out of that draft. I, I, he's a beast. We, yeah, he's good. You know, we, we already, um, I think we were pretty on Jaron Jackson Jr. early on, you know, solid player all the way around. They picked up uh, guys like Grayson Allen and things like that that, that are going to solidify their bench. Uh, you know, we are, we're all still interested in, in, in a couple of uh, their young players and, and what they're going to do, but I'm going to go with the win there. Yeah, so uh, we just took a quick break, and we're coming back. Um, the Maverick game's on. It's a Saturday night here in Dallas, and it's about, you know, a little past seven. We're playing the Bucks. First preseason of the uh, uh, of the uh, first preseason game of the year. Uh, Mavericks are up 11. I mean, Mavericks are down 11 to 15 right now. Uh, we're still in the first quarter. So, um, you know, we're just gonna wrap up this show here in a bit, but and then so we can watch this game. And uh, we're just always on the Mavericks, regardless of preseason or not. Uh, so, but we're coming out of a of a game with Memphis, and, and now this is a back-to-back -back going to Boston, a real tough team. They've been tough for a long time. Um, they're always in the mix of, of of going to the finals in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so, what do you think about this game? Yeah, with it being the second night of a back-to-back, -back, even though it's on national television on on TNT, that game. I, I don't see us beating Boston in this one. They're they're a good team, man. And and just like I said earlier about a, another team, you know, they, they, they play well against us. They just they seem to get up playing for the Mavs, and, and they beat us pretty good the last few times. So I actually have us with a loss on that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, go with the loss also here. Uh, you know, I mean, tough team back-to-back, -back, you know, Maybe it's later in the season. We're, we're, we're getting ready for, for certain things, and, and somebody's going to take a, a break at that game. Um, we don't ever like to say that, but yeah, a loss there. Yeah, and then the next game we have is on February the 25th, and this is at Philadelphia on TNT again. Um, and uh, I got us with a win on that one. Philly, Philly they're, they're just not good enough to beat us right now. You know, they're still trying to uh, make their identity. Um, and figure out who they are right now. So I, I have us with a win on that one. Oh, Philly, uh, tough team. We, this is the first time we've seen them all year too, right? We we haven't played them earlier or anything. Uh, it's it's a different team. They're, they're run by like a, a power forward point, you know, a Donnie Nelson special. And I think they've upgraded some. I think Embiid is is. Maybe more mature this year. I think they know that they're they're supposed to be uh, rounding out and performing to the top of the game and and trying to get this championship. No excuses anymore. And I think they get the win here against us because uh, maybe we need to see that this is a process. It's gonna take a while, 
Uh, maybe we think we're there already this year. We're going to challenge regardless. But this team has been a little bit ahead of the curve compared to us. And they get the win. <laughs> Did you just mention the process while we playing the team that went through the process? <laughs> that was their slogan for so long in Philadelphia, the process. And you got the process beating us on this one. Okay, I get it. Um, so the next game is going to be on February the 27th. And this is at the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough game, especially if Durant is back and healthy. Kyrie's there. And uh, if they haven't traded for Harden yet by then. Um, either way, if with him, without him, that's still a good team with some good pieces, and um, I see us with a loss on that one. And that's also on national television on ABC. Okay, Brooklyn Nets, I'm, I'm going ahead and I'm coming back with the win for the Mavericks on this one. I don't think, I mean, that some of this is all speculation, right? I mean, I don't think Durant's coming back greatly. I think there's some issues there. I think Kyrie's already, you know, maybe feeling the pressure of, of having his own team without a LeBron still, and I think we get the win there. I don't think it's even that much of a problem for us. Oh, okay, that's that's your hot take on that one. Um, then our we again we play on the first of the month. It's kind of funny we play the first of the month on every month, you know, starting from January. Um, and March the first, we're playing at Orlando. Um, I don't see us losing to those guys, so I'm going with the win. I don't really have a lot to say for Orlando. I'm just going to say that we're going to go with the win on that. Yeah, I mean Orlando. I mean, are we in the Orlando bubble or what are we doing? Um, I'm going to go with the win here too. Um, Aaron Gordon. Not not much not much there to talk about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty easy to skip over. Slam dunk championship. Greatest slam dunk championship. Greatest non-slam dunk champion. Uh, yeah, not good enough to beat us. Okay, Nate Robinson, let's go. <laughs> Don't bring up Nate Robinson. Did you watch that fight? Yeah. Did you see some? Yeah, of let's not. That's yeah. I hope you're okay, Nate. <laughs> hey, basketball is basketball. Boxing is boxing. I mean, yeah, he got he got put to sleep. <laughs> it wasn't a pretty sight. There. There's no jumping in boxing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So what what do you have there? A win for the Mavs against the Orlando No Magic? Yeah, win. <laughs> um. So. Our final game of the, the the slate that was given, the 37 games, is a home game. And, you know, at least we get to finish those 37 games here at home. And that's against the, uh, I don't even know who they have at this current time, Oklahoma City Thunder, after all the trades that they made this year to get rid of their entirety of their team. So I'm definitely going with a win there. I don't even know who's on their roster. Yeah, by this time, they're just... Giving the young guys playing time, you know, uh, seeing what they're going to do with their 57 draft picks that they have. And, uh, <laughs> they got an insane amount. I don't know what you're going to do with all those picks. 
it's crazy how many peaks they have. Yeah. Like at this point, it's like, how is that even a trade capital? Because like anyone gonna want to trade with you? It's gonna like, we well, do. You got like three more picks next year. Like I'm gonna wait. <laughs> like, there's no real incentive to yeah. trade with them, and they, they can't hold and all the picks. There's a rule that you can't trade two first picks. And they and they can't and they can't keep them all either because you just can't have that many guys under contract on the rookie deals because that's too many rookie deals going on and just those first three years with like the fourteen first round picks they got. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to know what that's gonna be like once the rookie contracts are like. It's like they're the opposite of the veteran minimum team. No, but I mean, hey, if you're nothing and if you gotta restart, you'd rather have that problem than not, right? You'd rather have that many, hey. Get what you can from that. Nobody wants to go and sign there, I suppose. I'm going to go ahead and end it off with the win for the Mavericks. It's like, yeah, in that game, it's just going to, it's so funny to look at the way they did, their roster is set up and the way that it is and with all the picks that they have in the first round. And they're the, they're the actual opposite of teams that sign the veteran minimum guys just trying to fill out the roster. Like their entirety of the roster is going to be filled up with rookie contract players <laughs> getting paid two to three million you know at most and and that's all they have on their on their roster so definitely a win for us there 37 games is going to turn into the season of that it would really take 60 games or so you know because they're going to have to take these breaks and and they don't want to just have these games dictated by uh the the players that aren't lebron and luca and, and and the freak and and all these Harden and they're all these players if they get if they get the COVID then then they're probably gonna shut down these these teams here and there and when one got it probably another got it so I can see how at the end of the day it's just gonna be this amount of games and then they're gonna go to another tournament type style you know I can see that happening We'll see. Yeah, know. well, I think when it comes to the playoffs, the bubble almost has to happen because you just can't risk it. If they don't have it going into the bubble, then you have to do the bubble for the playoffs because yeah. you just can't risk the All-Stars yeah. getting COVID. You just can't. Not when you're trying to compete for a championship. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, you, the main players have to be out there. Now, we're just no talking about regular season right now. Yeah, you know, you know so, 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 yeah, so, so the regular season, they're not going to want to do the bubble. And because of that, there are going to be some layoffs and some, some time delays. Yeah, and, and they like can't that. do the bubble because uh, these grown grown men ain't going. They're not going to stay in no bubble for months and months and months. I mean, we were talking about a playoff run of you know. Yeah, a month and a half a month, or whatever right? it was. Yeah, so we're not about to do that for this long and and i i can i can see that you know nobody wants to do that what are we supposed to do be locked down for that long so I mean, there was already shenanigans already so yeah it's, it's just it's definitely going to be interesting so as far as the the, the raw i mean our uh, schedule goes and and as our predictions go and the way we went on it um my prediction was going to be us being 26 and 11 like i said i was the 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 over optimistic and you were more of the realistic, you know, uh, 21 and 16 is the record that you went with. You know, so five-game difference between me and you there on that one. Mm -hmm. You know, definitely good points on both sides. But I think I'm going to be the right one here. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it, you know. Um, I wasn't really adding up numbers, and I was just going through it. 
it seems a little more dire than I would have expected. I mean, <laughs> I, I am I am more optimistic, but but I mean, I'm not too sure. There's a lot of moving parts. I'm not going to tell you that you gave us a four-game losing streak going on from... Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and, and there's going to be those, but... <laughs> and we didn't have one of those in the last two I years. Mean, I don't want to tell you that, but we haven't yeah. had a three-game losing streak in two years. I, I think we got to be careful, you know, not to be ahead <laughs> of ourselves. We're going to... We're going to go for a championship. Luka doesn't lose three games in a row. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're going to, man, but... Hey... I'm not sure about Porzingis yet. There's a couple of question marks. You know, I I, I thought maybe if you would have just asked me out of 37 games, I think I would have probably picked a better record than that just off of the top of my head. But that's what we came out with. Uh, Sue me. (laughs) Uh, If there's more games to come out later, we'll do the rest of those games. You know, we'll do a breakdown of those. And maybe we go on a, a 15 game winning streak, and then I come back, and Didi's the pessimistic, and I'm not. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. So, there you have it, Mass fans. This was a complete 37 game breakdown of how we thought it's going to go, um, how we thought our uh, win loss record was going to be. Um, we just gave you also some of the games that are going to be on the national broadcast. Um, so, I thought it was kind of fun just to go over this and see what we're going to be at. And at least just us as fans, you know, do two different point of views, just two guys right here going over this. And like I said, we're not experts. We're not analysis people. We, we don't yeah, have we're, we're better than experts. <laughs> Whatever that is. Like, what, we're, what's we're, the name of that? We're, we're just two Mavs fans who are diehard loyal to our team and have watched and studied more of our team than anyone I can think of. I can personally say I haven't missed a game in over 10 years, and I probably have TiVo'd every one of them, too, and have still watched them. You know, we, we have season tickets, and we go to every game that we can, and, and we watch as much as we can, and we just love our team. So this is just what we think it's going to end up being, what our record could end up being. Uh, I think 26-11. and 11, He thinks 21-16. and 16. Either way, not too terrible in, in a very confusing season coming into this year and, and the way that it started. So, um yeah, well, I guess we're going to go ahead and close this one out today there, Mass fans. You got anything else that you uh, nah, want to think? Just, just thanks to all the crazies out there, the Mav, the Mav content crazies, you know, that, that join us. And thanks for sticking around. Uh, we, we hope to bring more content. We're going to go through the rest of the season and, and uh, break down the games as they come. A couple preseason games. I don't know who's going to be playing through these preseason games. Uh, the people are going to be resting. There, There is no real point in it. I don't really get it. Let's just go to it. We can run scrimmages in, in our practices and things like that. And and it, to me, it's kind of a little pointless. Um, but we'll see what happens in the preseason. Hopefully nobody gets hurt. We'll be right here with plenty of content. Appreciate y'all joining us. And there you have it. Thanks a lot there, Mavs fans. Thanks for tuning in. This was another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I was your host, David C. I have my co-host with me, Dean, with me here today. And uh, please, if you did like what you hear today, I know it was a whole lot of content, but if you did like it, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like what you heard. And tune in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.